Welcome to episode five of All the Talk. Today we have a special guest. I'm very, very excited. NBA former player. Uh, he played until I don't know what age. <laughs> I have lots of questions about this. I'd like to introduce the one another, Ron Anderson. Welcome, Ron. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ron. You know, Ron, uh, uh, before I, uh, I, I start the interview, I made my research, of course, and uh, the first thing that I see is this YouTube uh, video where we can see you play at 50 years old. Right. And I found it amazing because you, you, must, you must be in love, in love with the game to do that. No, no. Well, I can tell you it's, it's exceptional that I played until that age. But like you said, the basketball is like in the blood. You know, and uh, I, I couldn't even imagine the day that I was going to retire, in fact. Okay. You know, I said I was going to play until my legs tell me that I can't play anymore, and that's what happened. Okay, you stopped to play when your knee or your legs told you that. Uh, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Had nothing to do with the age. No, 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 no. You could have played until 60 if you were, you were yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I've, I'm going to start on that question first before we move on to your career and stuff a little bit. To play until 50 years old, uh, and you played pro until 41 in France, you must have a hell of, uh, you know, habits. You, you take care of your body, the way yeah, you treat yourself. It, it, the first thing is, I'm from Chicago, and, you know, Chicago, we fight. We fight. We don't like to lose, you know. But, but I, I knew as a young person, because where I went to college, I had coaches that, you know, let me know that if you don't work, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, it's not going to work for you. So I had to work hard. I worked very, very hard to get where I was. So that's the key. Just working hard, man. Taking care of your body, like you said, Rasi. You know, it's very important. Did you do anything special to take care of your body? Like uh, nutrition aspect, uh, sleeping? Nothing really, nothing really special. I, I did a lot of running. I ran a lot. You know, I ran a lot and, you know, just spending time in the gym. That's it? You no, know, I, didn't, I didn't have a regime special. I didn't have a, a, a special meal. You know, I stopped eating pork and beef about 35 years ago. Had nothing to do with religion or I just stopped. And I think that kind of helped me too. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it did. So let's come back to your little bit about your career. And I, I can see that you play four years in the, in the college. And uh, then you went pro at 26, which is, I don't know, back in the days, what usually the guy used to go in the NBA, but I'm pretty sure in 26, you are not one of the younger. No, no, no. That's, that's, that, I think I was the oldest rookie <laughs> at that time. I think I was the oldest rookie at that time. No, normally you are 20, 21. Nowadays, you are 19. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so it, it changed a lot. It changed a lot. The, the mentality for the game, everything has changed a lot. I think, I think the game today is more individual. You know, everybody's trying to, to, to do well to get another contract for next year. You know, back when I played, we had a lot of great players that played together, but they played together to win. So that was the key. So you are drafted by... Uh, Cleveland. 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 In 1984. Second round, the same year than Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was the best draft in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> there is yeah. some pretty good one after that, but this one yeah. is a good one. This one is a yeah, good one. But you know, making it, making it, making it to the NBA was not a dream come true for me because 
uh, a lot of kids that the dream of making it to the NBA, they started when they were small in basketball camps, high school. I didn't do that. I, I was recruited from a park on the street. So, oh. yeah, that was a, a special opportunity for me. In Chicago, someone went to it, saw you play and invited you to come. Who was that guy? That This guy, he played in junior college in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to play in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, about one week later, I was on the plane headed to wow. California. Yeah. <laughs> so you were playing on the playground? Everything, yeah. You were playing on the playground with your friend, just bowling? Yeah. yeah. The guy comes in yeah. and he saw a potential and invited you on the week after you start, you start the journey to the NBA. Exactly. Oh, exactly. wow. That's, wow. That's, that's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> you remember that first night, the draft? Who was with you? Uh, The emotion uh, you had? Yes, yes. I was by myself in my uh, in an apartment in Fresno, California, because that's where I went to the university. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was going to go in the first round. But unfortunately, I was in the second round. But it didn't matter to me. I said, once I get my foot in the door, I know I'm going to stay there. So, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got there and I stayed 10 years. 10 years, 10 years, 26 yeah. to 36 years old. And you, you end yeah. with the bullet at the end, the Washington Bullets. Yes. But most of your career, I think the best moment of your career was with Philadelphia, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia yes. of And, Charles uh, Barkley. 19, 1989 to 94, I think it was. So can you tell me about this period of your life where you are playing your best game? I think you are at the top of your game in this area from 89 to uh, 94 in uh, Philadelphia playing with Charles, alongside Charles Barkley and uh, many other guys. Um, how was it for you uh, to go? Because I think that Indiana Pacers was a good team for you. Cleveland was a, wasn't a bad team as well. But going to the Sixers at this time was... Well, I, I can explain. In, in Cleveland, uh, yes, I, I was playing very well. But I think what happened was that that wasn't a position that they needed on the team. So they traded me to Indiana. When I got to Indiana, played very well. Uh, then they came with Chuck Person. He was the first round draft pick. And at that time, the money and everything was much higher. You know, the value of a player was much higher. So he was a much paid higher play, paid player. So I had to go. Chuck Person but, was the hell of a player too. Very physical guy. Eh? He was a shooter. Yeah, a shooter, you know? but in, de in defense, he wasn't bad, no? No, he was not good on defense. No. They call him they call him the rifle man because he's a good shooter. <laughs> but other than that, no, not not a good defensive player. But anyway, you know, that was a good thing for me because I went to Philadelphia. You know, where I played five years and had good stats. It was it was great. You know, we didn't we didn't win a lot of games, but you know, we went to the playoff, you know, against Boston Celtics. And back in the day with Larry Bird, Robert Parrish. We couldn't win. There was no way. But that's, that should be something. It should be some good memory. You played against, you played against one generation, then you play against the other generation coming. Your, your right. buddy from Chicago, Isaiah Thomas, from the Pistons. Right. Uh, exactly. You had to go through some pretty good players like Michael Jordan, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, played, I, played against, I, I think I played against the best players at that time for me because you have Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, wow. uh, Patrick Kevin Ewing, Kevin McHale, Kevin McHale, Patrick Ewing, 
Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, James Worthy, James Worthy. You know, so it was tough, man. It was tough, but that was for me. That was those were the best years of NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah. I think that the NBA changed today a little bit. They changed the rules. They changed everything. Defense is not the same. Uh, the three point, the, the three point took uh, another level with those guys. Uh, yeah, you, you got the big man. You got the big centers now shooting three points. Yeah. You know, back in the day, it wasn't that. Everybody had a role to play. You play your role. I play my role. We put it all together. That's the team. So I see your average was 10.6, 16, the 16 points uh, average of your best year. And I listened to and I heard a story that you scored 32 points against the Bulls of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Can you tell me more about that, that experience? Because I know you are from Chicago, family-ish. You just that, tell me about that, it. That's the motivation <laughs> that I had to play against Chicago. I knew that we were playing against one of the best teams. And it's going to be tough to win, but when you play in front of your family, you know you, you got to show out a little bit. You give it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think every time I played the Bulls, I scored twenty points. Wow! You know, so you know it's it a big big thing for me. But you know, I, I I was a player, man. I I wasn't afraid of Michael Jordan. Everybody, you know, they ask you, well, you going you going to play Chicago Bulls tomorrow? What do you think about uh, Michael Jordan? I said, why don't you go ask Michael Jordan what he think about Ryan Anderson? You know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my outlook. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way, because a lot of people, a lot of players used to fear him a lot. Exactly, exactly. And he won a lot of one-on-one uh, -one game like this by just his uh, ability to make you scared, you know, to like the fear and the playing against yeah, Well, I'll give you an example. When I played in Philadelphia, and I don't know if you remember Hersey Hawkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he had his okay. career in Chicago. So we, we were going to play against Chicago Bulls the next day. Hersey Hawkins uh, did an interview, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to defend against Michael tomorrow. He's not going to do everything. Man, Michael had 53. <laughs> Charles Barkley said, Charles Barkley told Hersey, man, shut up, man. What are you doing? That's Michael Jordan, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know. so the guy just need a little bit of fire to explode. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, you've seen the video, The Last Dance. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, episode, at the end of episode seven, I was like, when I was 18, 17, crying almost. I, I think, I think to, to play with him, it's not easy. You know, you have, you have to have the same mentality of him. And yeah. he said that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, he just say that uh, if you don't like my way, don't like my way. That's uh, I, like <laughs> I like the way he finish. I like the way I like the way he finish episode seven. It's uh, but it's very interesting, and I I'm very very happy that lots of younger player, younger guys who doesn't know Michael Jordan, just just know LeBron James, a bit of Kobe Bryant, exactly. uh, uh, can see and witness that it goes. But you know what? I tell you what, this guy, he's a great guy, man. He's a great guy. I had a basketball camp in Fresno uh, with uh, Rod Higgins. I don't know if you remember him. He played in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Michael Jordan came to our basketball camp. He stayed one week, didn't ask for any money. He played basketball with everybody. It was wonderful, man. This guy is great. Wow, wow. Yeah. wow. What, what, years, what years was that? Uh, let me see. It had to be, I was drafted in 84. That was 82, 83. Uh, around oh, there. Wow, great, 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 great. Nice guy, though. 
So, uh, oh, he's not Nigerian. It's, it's just, it's just a, a, a fierce competitor when it's time to play. Outside of this, exactly. That's what it is. He's yeah. a very nice guy. So let's talk about let's talk about this period, this area. We move. You decided to move to Europe. You're getting older, I guess. Uh, uh, there is no opportunity. Maybe you got to tell me about that. And you move to Rochester, and then you come back to the Bullets, and then you really go uh, play in Europe. Right. Different, uh, different uh, country. Uh, uh, during during that period when I played in the CBA, yeah, it was difficult for me because I was a much better player than the CBA. Yeah, you know, I just happened to get at the end of my career where you know teams were like you know didn't really want to take the chance because I had a little injury here, a little injury there, you know. So and I understood I was 35 years old, you know. So. You know, my, my agent, he, he asked me if I wanted to play overseas. And at that time, I was still in good condition. And I said, why not? You know, I came over here, and it was so easy. So were you surprised about the level of basketball in Europe at the beginning, in the 80s, in the 90s? Uh, surprised? I'm, I'm not sure if I would use that word. I think... The, the, the thing that they're missing, I think, in Europe is the, 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 the knack, the, 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 the rigor, you know what I mean? And I think that's the only problem. I see that in France, you know, the, it's just, it's just, they're not hard enough. A lack of, uh, a lack of uh, determination or showing your determination, expressing your determination more on the court or... I think that's it, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I was, I was lucky because... Every team I played on in Europe, uh, they accepted me because I lead by example. You know, and when you lead by example, everybody follows, and you win, everybody's happy. It's getting, getting better, getting better. So, you know, I was a little bit shocked uh, two, three years ago when Luka Dokic get to, to the NBA and uh, listening to the media and stuff, no one gave him any consideration. I feel like the media in the U.S., Look at Europe like uh, player in Europe like I don't know very different way. But look at Doncic like uh, and you go, you can you gonna tell me yeah, that's my that's my uh, point of view. Luka Doncic is a player exceptional. He's exceptional. And to me, is Drazen Petrovic. Yeah. Better. Exactly. You see exactly. what I mean? Exactly. You know they they didn't give they didn't give uh, like Tony Kuko. You know. They didn't talk about Tony Kukoc a lot, you know. He was an average player. He was he was a great player in Europe, maybe, but the game was different in the NBA. You know, if you don't you don't rise to the challenge, you're not gonna stay very long. You're gonna play maybe two three years and then you're done. So you I, know, think, uh, I think it was out for Kukoc at the beginning when he got up when he got into the in the NBA, but he, he won three rings, right? Yes, but I mean, yeah, look, 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 look at who he who who he went with. Scottie Pippen, you know, he didn't have a Dennis Rodman. He had a know. good team. Yeah, they had a they had, they had a pretty good team. It was at the, it was at the right time. You know, you have to be lucky as well, right? That was good for him. That was good for him. Yeah. And for me, every player that play with Michael Jordan, if they are not better, then you got a problem. You can only be better when you play with him because he makes it easy. All the focus is on Michael Jordan, you know, 
And if I played with Michael Jordan, man, I'd, I'd average 40 points. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just spot up, spot up. He he, give me the ball. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on to uh, your uh, your move in France. You're going to France. Obviously, today you are living there. You're living in La Seguinière, close to Cholet. Uh, originally, I'm from Vendée. My mother is from there. Uh, ah, where where in Vendée? Uh, Vendée, uh, it's like southwest of France, so it's a, it's it's very very close from the Deux Sèvres. So, c'est Vouvan, La Châtelet, Fontenay. Ah, I, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I, I spent a lot of time when I was young, young there, and, and I can't imagine you, guy from the U.S. from Chicago, <laughs> living there. How was it for you when you arrived in Cholet? I mean, it, it, no man, it's completely different. You know, everything is different. Of course, I miss the states, but I was here to do a job. Yeah. You know, and that's all that matters to me. You know, I was here to do a job. If I do my job good, I knew where I was going to be staying. The people, everybody would take care of me. There is no, there were no need of uh, adaptation for you. It wasn't hard. You, the, the new, uh, it's not the same way of life, right? No, uh, because I was lucky to have every coach I had spoke English. Okay. You know, you had maybe four or five players on the team that spoke English too. So that was easy, you know. Yeah. So you are in, uh, you, when, when, where did you meet your wife? Huh? Well, I'm not married. In Paris? I'm not married. Uh, okay, no, but the woman you are with today. I mean, the woman who brought you in Cholet or in France, because I, I, I'm pretty sure there is a love story right there. No? Well, when, when I came in uh, France, I played uh, in Montpellier. You know, I played Tours. Uh, at the end of my career, I played in Nantes and Angers. Okay. And I met a girl from Cholet, okay? And she asked me if I wanted to live with her because I was going to go home. Well, okay, I came to Cholet, lived with her. We had my daughter. She's 16 now. Yeah. Uh, we lived together for about five years, separated. And I've been living in La year for about 11 years now. Wow, wow. Yeah. And it's a small uh, town, it's a small town. There's nothing here. Nothing here, but you know, I'm, I'm uh, a lot of times I'm in La Rochelle with my son. You know, okay. La Rochelle is a nice town. It's very, very nice town. Cause it's, yeah. it's in Vendée as well. Or, yeah, it is, it is yeah. La Rochelle. Exactly. Uh, so your son is playing in La Rochelle in a league, in a, a professional league in France. Is he as good as you? No, <laughs> he, no, he's, he, we, we play a different position. He's a big man. He's two meters, uh, two meters five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, he's a big man, center. He plays defense. I never played defense. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he can shoot, but not like me. Okay. He works hard on defense, rebound. It's different. We have a different game. Yeah, he's doing the, the nasty job, you know. Yeah. But, but we got the same mentality. So is there any, because you educate him the right way. That's it. Oh, of course, man. When, the thing about it is, for me, I told him, I said, I'm your biggest fan but i'm your biggest critic because when he when he doesn't play well i let him know you played like you know i let him know so what what about what about uh, being in europe i wanted to know if there is any player french or european player who really really surprised you when you arrive in europe like uh, the first one who surprised surprise. you 
Uh, at that time, at that time, you had a lot of you had a lot of good players, but you know, not not great players. You know, you had at, at that time you had Jim Bilba, of course. Yeah, yeah. Was good. Uh, Stefan Richichet. Yeah, uh, very good players. Uh, Marcan Dumasi. Ooh, ooh. Oui. You had the Du Ostrovsky. You had yeah. Ostrovsky. You had the the Du Didier Gado. Oui, the brother from Po. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, well, you know, so it was okay, man. But we had some good Americans back in those days too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Delaney Rudd, Michael Young. Yeah. We had some good players, man. Stephen Stansbury. Yeah, yeah. Stansbury. Yeah. Does he still have his uh, mustache? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know Billy Goodwin too, huh? Uh. I, I don't think I don't think I know it. I know him from probably uh, friends, but okay. uh, yeah. uh, Ken Doncy. No, no, I know okay. I'm, I know uh, I met a couple of player uh, French player, but uh, they were playing in second. Okay. The, Terence Terence Stansberry and Ken Doncy, they played around the same time I played. But Billy Goodwin was before us. He's a little bit older. You know, okay, so, okay. Yeah. So, are you thinking about? Probably coming back one day in the U.S. Or you like the, the way of life so much in Europe that you will never leave from there? No, I can't say that. You know, <laughs> I can't say that I'm going to leave. I can't say that I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, first of all, you know, as long as my daughter is young, you know, I'll wait till she's 18, 19, because she's going to leave. She's not going to be here. You know, but as long as my daughter is here, I'm staying here. Okay. What do you miss the most from Chicago every day, on a day-to-day basis? It's my family. Yeah? It's my that's family. Right. The way of living, that's okay because, you know, it, it's fast, man. It's real fast, you know, and I just wanted to relax. And yeah. here, I'm relaxing. Yeah, I can see that. You can walk down the street. You don't have to look behind your back everywhere you go, you know? That's nice. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy here, man. I'm, I got my kids with me. That's what you want. You know, I decided to move. It's a kind of the same story. I decided to move here and I met uh, the mother of my kids in uh, the Olympics in Sydney. And uh -huh. two years after, I'm uh, living in Canada, you know, and uh, uh -huh. my family is in Ivory Coast, in Belgium, in France. I don't see them as much as I, I usually see them. Yeah. And I know what you are talking about. It's uh, sometimes it's hard, sometimes, especially when you lose people. When someone exactly. passes away, it's exactly. kind of uh, rough to not be there to share your. Your, uh, your grave and to share your, uh, your you know. It's, well, uh, I, I had to go back home three times. I lost my father, my sister, and my brother, you know, while I was here in France. So, you know, I know what you're talking about. That's, uh, that's something tough, but as, as long as you, I mean, my kids are feeling me, they're feeling, feeling my energy. I think as, as much as you said with your 16 years of uh, uh, old uh, girl, I mean. Uh, your I mean, kids I, are with you. They're always me, yeah, 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 yeah. They're always me. Uh, they are in the room over there trying to stay silent because I told them no noise. So okay. <laughs> they are uh, five and ten years old, both, ah, okay. both soccer player, no swimming. Ah, okay. <laughs> so uh, we see, we see about it. We see about it. No, no rush, no pressure. But like you, I'm gonna be the biggest fan, but the biggest critics. That's, uh, I think, the need to have. Because there's not too many people in our life who are going to tell us the truth about us, 
about exactly. You're what right. we do stuff and stuff. So we have to be there to guide them, you know, uh, yeah. kind and of. The, the, the problem I have with my son is that his girlfriend, you know, uh, Ron Jr. is like the king. You know, he's the best ever. You know, I'm trying to calm her down too. You know, I said, don't put him up on the, too high up on the pedestal. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, you, you got to stay humble. Very do important. Your job, do your job and stay humble. That's it. It's very important. Very, very important. You, uh, you, you, look, you look like a very humble man. Very, very humble man. I mean, uh, no, seriously. It's, no, I, you know, you know, I, know, I know what I did in the NBA. It's, it, for the people on the outside looking in, it's incredible. For me, I just did my job. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not Charles Barkley, I'm not Michael Jordan, I'm not my Magic Johnson, you know, but I did my job. So I'm satisfied. As long as I'm satisfied, it doesn't matter to me what other people think. So I have a, I have a question. Uh, today you're 60 years old, 61? 61. 61 years old. Uh, uh, everybody thinks that when you play the NBA, you make lots of money, uh, you have the dream life, and then for the rest of your life, you're all settled up and stuff like this. What about you? Like, what did you, what did you experience on that aspect? Well, how did you manage your finance? And uh, did you have, did you have some trouble at some point on that well, side? You know, when, I, when I came, when I came out, I was 25. For me, I consider that young. For a person making a half a million dollars, that, that, that's, that's big for somebody 25 years old. So, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge as far as investments and everything, but I had an agent who helped me out. You know, I bought, I bought some apartment buildings in Los Angeles, you know, a little money, you know, but I never did, you know, I never had a big, big, big project. Okay. You know, I didn't start thinking about a big project until like a few years ago, okay. you know, wondering like, do I want to open a restaurant? What do I want to do? You know, so, but uh, money is not, some, not, a, not a subject that I, that, I, that I talk about a lot, you know? Yeah. You can, have, you can have all the money in the world, but then when you get home, you're not happy. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, money doesn't give you, no, money doesn't no, give and you that, everything. And that's what I'm trying to tell my son, you know? He, he loves, you know, money, 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 you know? Him is always money, money, money. I understand, but, you know, <laughs> one day when the money is not there, think about it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. I did I, I didn't know. Did I have struggles? No, I never had struggles. You know. Uh you know did did I get to a point where I wanted to do or have something and really couldn't? Yes. You know, I got to that point, but you know, there's nothing major. That was just for the pleasure. Okay, okay. And I saw that you experienced the work as a security agent at some point. Yes. Oh, yes, I was working security. <laughs> Well, what happened was when I first got here from North and I lived with my girlfriend, uh, I lived with her, we had my daughter. And one day she's like, man, you don't want to do something? I said, no, not really. <laughs> she said, well, you can just find your little something, you know, keep you busy. And she kept, she kept saying, she kept saying, I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I went to, you know, for the security and signed the contract. Didn't 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 have a formation anything. Yeah, I think it was because I was tall and black. <laughs> no, man. Be honest with you. I think that was it. You know, I got signed the contract. Tall and black. Tall and black. Don't forget that. Tall no, and black. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I said that for a reason. You know, so that's uh, your that's your woman back in the days who push you to do to do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know what? And I and I did it. You know, and 
you know, of course the the people went crazy. You know, they they had they had more people coming to the store. You know, it was incredible. I I even did an interview uh, on France France too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so come to see uh, come to see this. How long did you walk? It was it was only five minutes from my house. Uh, uh, I worked uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from one o'clock until seven o'clock. That's, that's it. it. Never the weekend. I told him, I said, you want me to work? Not on the weekend because I was coaching girls basketball at that time. Yeah. So you know, just so. just make some money to pay the to pay the to pay the paper, the the salt. Like we say. Like we say. Exactly. Like, like we say. And to I, be, I'm not uh, sure how many years I did that. I think I did that for like two or three years. I'm not sure when, but you know, after that, I stopped and you know, I just said finish, man, done. <laughs> I like to to uh, make a jump in. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but I like to make a jump in the last dance. Um, what is your hot take on that? I mean, did you? Because me watching it. And now that I'm talking to you, uh, there is the first two episodes where Jordan talks about that moment where he's getting in this room and sees those players having fun with girls and uh, lots of different stuff and alcohol in the room, you know? Uh, I want to know if back in the days it was like this for you as well? It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was like that. Yeah. It was incredible. It was incredible. But... But let me say this, Michael Jordan shouldn't be talking. Yeah, yeah. Because he was there too. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, know, we know Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is not a saint. Yeah. <laughs> okay? By any means. No, no, no. I mean, I know what you mean. He's not a saint. We are, we're on camera, so I can't speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know. <laughs> I, I spent... I spent two weeks with Michael Jordan, so I know. <laughs> so, so about the last dance, what's your hot take on it? What do you, I mean, how do you feel watching this? Because it should bring you back. I, 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 I like it. I like it. I think, I think Michael Jordan wanted to do that because I think people started to get another image of who he really was. You know, he wanted to get it out and say, this is the way I was, this is the way I was, and that's it, you know? And I, I think I think that's why he did it. And it, it's very interesting because you know everybody that I know is watching it. You see, everybody, yeah. I'm talking about everybody. You know? It's a great, great documentary. I can't wait for the last two. I'm watching it on ESPN. Uh, it starts uh, in two days, Monday. Yeah, two days, yeah. two days, yeah. Sunday night. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, Sunday night. So you will be watching on Netflix. I'm watching it on ESPN. Like uh, it's going to be Sunday night at night. Right. And to 11. My son is 10 years old watching hey, it. Do you, do you like boxing? I love boxing. Uh, I love you know you got Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is fighting today. What? Yeah. How come did I miss that? What? What is a, a, a charity fight? I saw it on, um, you got an application, uh, it's called Fight. It's a charity fight? All I, I, saw, I, all I saw was the image when I, when I clicked on uh, Fight. And they had an image of him and, uh, and some other guy that's supposed to be fighting today at eight wow. o'clock. Wow, he's a uh, he's old guy too. He's getting old. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, very very old. I I love uh, I love UFC as well. UFC, really? Oh, I love those, it. Those love guys, it. Man, they try to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. 
They are it's very, very uh, technical. But what I like about it is there is no, uh, except Habib, uh, the champion, uh, the champion in his category, there is no uh, guy who can, in any fight you can lose. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, one bad, one bad punch, one bad move. You, you're gone. <laughs> KO, KO. <laughs> you're gone. What about, what would be for you today with all the players you witnessed and you saw on TV and play against, what would be your best starting five? The best starting five, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, now, we're talking back in the day and today. I, I put everything into it. Everyone, everyone is welcome. Well, we're looking at, we're looking at Michael Jordan. For sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, we're looking at, wow. Man, because I could, oh, man, that's tough. That's real tough. That's you gotta real give tough. me this, you gotta give me I'm this. looking at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, five. Magic Johnson. So you have one Magic playing one, two playing Jordan, five, other five playing Kareem, then? Uh, number four. Wow. Wow, number four. That's tough. That's tough because I'm, I'm looking at James Worthy. I'm looking at Carl Malone. You know, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough, man. Who you put on three? Is Kobe there? Who? Kobe? Of course, Kobe, of course. So one, two, Kobe three. Kobe can play two and three. Kobe can play one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, don't forget about LeBron James. He can play one, two, and three. And so maybe four, put, can play four, too. Yeah, if you put, if you put Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, and, 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 and Kobe on the same team, that's three spots filled already. That's, a, night, that's a nightmare for the defense. I mean, for the switch. That's worse than the dream team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that would be your top five. And what Do you know the dream team? Of course, dream team for me. That was the, in the era when I played. That's the dream team. The dream team to me was. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday when they came in France. I tried to reach Monaco to watch that game. They played against yeah. France at some point. Could not yeah. be there. Uh, Incredible man. Incredible. It was crazy. It was crazy, and people didn't realize how. Uh, People, it was crazy. People were like uh, yelling. It was, it was like the Beatles back in the day. If you ever heard Charles Barkley do an interview about about the dream. yeah, 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 of course, of course, yeah. of course, of course. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they had a lot of fun outside of basketball. Oh, I'm of course. Sure. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can tell you, man. Charles Barkley. Who, man? <laughs> he, he likes to party today. Now, when he, I'm listening to him. Uh, Sometimes and I went to an interview where I was talking about he was talking about the fact that he wasn't drinking anymore, but just drinking Friday and Saturday. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can feel like you can feel like he, he liked to enjoy himself. <laughs> oh my god, man. That, that's one person that I never went out with after a game. Okay. <laughs> I never went with him, man. I never know. Because I know Charles. Charles, he'll take you out, he'll take you to a bar, and he's gonna pay all night. <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> just until the end, man. Just until the end. Let's go, let's go. go. <laughs> I'll play with some funny guys, too. I'll play with Manu Bo. Oh, well. Yeah. Funny guy, man. Funny guy. Him and Charles had a fight. Ooh. Too funny, man. Yeah. 
And you know, I played with Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn was, he was playing in Detroit as well. He left Detroit, he came to Philadelphia. And we played, against, we played against Detroit. We won the Eastern Conference Championship against the Bad Boys, the Pistons, in their place. And we had a fight. I don't oh. know if you saw that. No, no. Yeah, Bill Lambeer, you know, Bill Lambeer, he made a big foul on Charles. Charles got up. You know, Bill threw a punch, and next thing you know, we're all in the fight, man. Dennis Rodman, Mark <laughs> McGuire, everybody, man. So in that, in that area of basketball, it was very, very physical. Very, uh, very, very, very physical. I think it's very, very different. Uh, I don't... Stephen Curry in that NBA, in that kind of NBA, would have probably survived because he's very skilled and he can move fast and he has a lot, he has a good handle. So he, he can... Shoot, man. He can shoot. That's, that's, that's the key. If you got an outside shot, Everything else comes comes easy. Yeah, you know because they gotta respect. They gotta respect the outside shot. They come out on you. You go by them. You can do. You know the big man. You give him a fake. He gonna jump. Yeah, you know, but then you gotta be smart about it too. So what do you think about LeBron James today, which is I think the greatest player of this generation, like after Kobe. Uh, where do you rank him? Where do you see him really? Because there is this yeah, debate think, about him I, and stuff. I think LeBron James, he waited too late to become uh, an all-around player. You know, in the beginning, he was just tough going to the basket, dunking and everything. Now, he's shooting threes. He's passing the ball. For me, I thought that he would never be a point guard. I thought he would always be a two and a three man and a four. But... He proved me wrong. His game, uh, his game evolved. Where, where do you rank him? Where do you put him in the top 10 player? Because I know ESPN published that list. I saw that with LeBron James in two, Kobe's 11 or, or 12. I don't understand that because Kobe no, Bryant... I'll put, I'll put him in the top five. Top five? Yeah. I'll put you, Steph, Steph Curry is in the top five. Steph Curry is in the top five for you? I think so. Oh, He's wow. a top player, man. Wow. Like uh, ahead of uh, ahead of uh, Tim Duncan, ahead of uh, no, man, that's a different position. I know, but we are talking about like uh, the best of all time. So whatever the position well, yeah, is, well, well, you know, Tim, Tim is done now. So you know, he was to me like Mister Fundamental. I love his game. I love oh, man. excellent, excellent. Nothing, nothing flashy, but he get his job done. He and he didn't have. I don't think he has the respect uh, that. He deserved, but I don't think I don't think he wants it. I don't think he wants it too. So, ah, uh, maybe not, maybe not. But you know, he did his job, man. He did he's, his job. He's very, very. He got a title. Yeah, he has, he has, he has five rings. Exactly. Five. So, LeBron James just have three. He has five rings. It's amazing. Yeah. Like Kobe yeah, has but, five too. Yeah, but if you look at LeBron James, look around him. He didn't have the players. You know, Tim Duncan had the players around him. LeBron James don't have the players. You know, LeBron James has got to be exceptional. When he was in Miami as a player. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they got the ring. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You wait. I mean. Yeah. Oh, man. You're talking about. That's, 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 a, that's one of my favorite players, man. Yeah. Do you wait? Yeah. Yeah. That's one so, of my favorite players, man. He gets it done. So today, today uh, when are you going to turn 62? October. October. So today, well, you're going to turn 62 in a few months. Uh, are you still coaching? No, no. No? No. Let me, let, let, me, let me repeat to you. I do nothing, man. <laughs> I did my time, man. I'm done. This interview, 
you are lucky to get this interview. I know, I know, I know. Thank you very much. I know, I know. And I know, and, and I think that the reason why you are, you are, and you're going to confirm that or not, but I think the, the reason, reason why you are not doing anything now is because probably you gave so much, you trained so hard, you went through a career with uh, so many uh, exceptional moments, you gave everything you can to the game. I can understand that at some point, I mean, Training, training at your level is not that uh, easy every day. It's a, it's a, it's an, I mean, that's a question of habits or a, a question of uh, rhythm of life and everything. But suddenly when you stop, I can understand your point. I can understand the fact that you want to... It's more, it's more mental than yeah, physical. It's burning you mentally. Yeah, it's more mental than physical because, you know, the phone is, you know, everybody here in France, for them, I'm this big star. I'm like a Michael Jordan. You know, everybody wants you to do this. They want, they want you to do this. You know, my phone just never stops ringing. You know, and I just, you know, sometimes you, it's just too much, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's mentally, it's too much. And now it's time for you to, and like I say, like I say, when it's going to be time for you to think about invest or doing another stuff, you will feel it, you will do it. Like, but right now, right now, right now, right now man, for me, the most important for me, it's my son and my daughter, man. Nothing else. Yeah, that's good. Family. My son and my daughter. Man. I went through the girlfriend thing, you know, one here, one there, one there. You know, I'm 61 now, man. I don't have time. <laughs> I have time, man. I got you, OG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it happens, it happens. But, you know, I'm not like in the old days. I got to go find me one. No, I don't have to find me one. You know what I mean? So life is great for you now. You find the right balance in your, your uh, obviously, your family. Oh, yeah, man. That, that's really important to me, man, because I work for that. I work yeah. hard for that. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell that's you That's my thing. So, Ron, thank you very much. It was a blessing for me to talk with you today. Oh, man, no problem. Anytime, man. You, you gave it. me some good stuff. Uh, I want to go, I want to go off and finish, <laughs> finish what, what you talked about before. But, uh, I really, really want to thank you. Uh, it's a blessing for me to have you today. So uh, thanks for pushing the channel. Thanks for helping me all the help all the talk. I hope it's going to be. Welcome, man. Uh, I like what you're doing, man. That's good. You know, man, it's I'm positive. Trying, positive I'm man. To, you want something positive, you know, and that's what we got to do, man. We got to start doing things positive. You know? I think your story is going to inspire a lot of people, and uh, that's what matters to me. I really, really want people. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, for sure. And you look so happy today, and so. Uh, well balanced that uh, it make it even more positive i love it i love love it well that's cool man i'm happy man cool. so thank you a lot ron and uh, no i wish you all the best enjoy your life like you are doing right now i'm not worried at, at all for you all right thanks <laughs> a lot, man. i appreciate it that's the feeling i have and uh if you can send me the video i will i will it's going to be post it's going to be post on youtube so uh, it's going to be on youtube so. okay cool it's going to be on YouTube, so you will be on YouTube in like, uh, I would say, two weeks because uh, I'm editing episode right now and uh -huh. you are like episode five. I posted episode one. Episode two is coming up, three, four, and you'll be the, the, fifth, the fifth one. Okay. So uh, thank you very much and uh, I wish you all the best. It was a blessing. Well, man, did, uh, did you know that Nick Anderson is my cousin? The Nick Anderson from Orlando? Yeah. The guy who put take the ball from Jordan in the 94 yeah. playoffs. He's the one that missed all those free throws. <laughs> yeah, that's my first cousin, man, yeah. He's, what does he do now? Uh, he's working for Orlando. 
working for the team. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's working in the, in the, in the office. He's still, in, uh, he's still in, involved in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. So it's a wrap. Thanks. Okay, man. Take care. Well, Have a good day. For, for all the, the, the subscribers and the people following us, click on the subscribe button, put a thumb or down or comment if you want. Thanks a lot. Thank Where you. Is that? I, wish all, I wish you all the best. Don't, don't hang up. I, I really want to really talk to you. I talk to you. <laughs> so it's a wrap. Episode 5 was a great. I think that we are getting better and better. Thank you all of us. Thank you all of us. I hope you enjoyed that video. Thank you.